Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today I'm going to chat about a topic that's near and dear to my heart, the menstrual cycle. And today in particular, we're going to hone in on three mistakes not to make during your bleeding phase of your cycle. So this is um, a topic that I wrote my book on, Seasonal and Cyclical Living, all about living um, in tune with mother nature and with your own internal rhythms. And so I really wanted to to chat about this again. I haven't done it in probably a couple of years. I was kind of going through my notes and looking back at topics just because for myself, when I first started learning this, I needed to hear this multiple times before it really sunk in, like what each phase meant, um, you know, what the, what, what day one of my cycle is all of those things I needed to hear multiple times. So it kind of really became second nature. And I know if you're, if you're new to this, and if you're new to studying your menstrual cycle, this can be something again, that don't beat yourself up. You're like, I didn't know this stuff. Most of us weren't taught this. And so, you know, learning it now, you know, as an adult is something that can be super beneficial, especially if you have daughters, you know, to teach this to them or even nieces, you know, I have three, four, five, I have like seven nieces. I'm like, I have a lot of nieces. And so, you know, if the, if you want to even introduce that into, you know, your family dynamics of like how to appreciate your cycle and to understand what's going on. So let's start um, in general with our menstrual cycle. We have four phases. We have the menstrual phase, and then we go into the follicular phase, ovulation, and then luteal. So that menstrual phase, day one is the first day that you're bleeding, a full bleed. So that is the day one of your cycle when you're counting this. And typically people bleed anywhere from three to seven days. And it's going to be on average the same for you each month. So that does not mean... um, like for myself, usually it's like three to four days. And that's my typical cycle. If I bleed for seven days, that is an irregular cycle for myself, but that might not be true to you. Like if you normally have a six day bleed, that's going to be your regular cycle. And then if for some reason, one month you had a two day bleed, then you'll know, Ooh, that's irregular. That's not common for you. So that's kind of the one thing with, with the cycle is we all um, have these guidelines, but there should be similar each month in your own body. So in terms of the cycle length, that can also vary. And so that can be anywhere from, you know, on the short end in Ayurveda, it's usually shorter than 25 days is kind of that if you're shorter than that. Um, So usually about 25 to 32. And then Ayurvedically speaking, Um, 32 is kind of, again, that cutoff. If your cycle is a little bit longer than that, that's something that you want to kind of talk to an Ayurvedic practitioner about to kind of get, um, some guidelines of how to sync up that cycle. So myself, another example, just because I think it's easier when you have these examples, mine is a 27 day cycle. Um, before I had my son, it was consistently 28. Like it was really like clockwork. And now I've, um, Well, basically the first year after the pandemic or that whole first year during the pandemic, my cycle was so wonky. And I think many people, many of the people I talked with were too, you know, one month, it would be short one, the next month long. And it was just everything in between. And that's all stress. You know, we were so stressed out. We didn't know what was going on and our bodies were responding and showing us that via our cycles. Um, And that's kind of our sixth vital sign is our menstrual cycle. And so really looking at that and saying, okay, Um, So for me, my 27 day cycle now, if I get off um, in meaning, like if I have a 30 day cycle, I'll know, okay, you know what? I got to look at what I did the previous month because something must be off. I must've been high stressed. I must've ate foods that were not great for my body because it's a little bit more inflamed right now. 
Um, I maybe worked out too hard. You know, you're really trying to play detective and see why, why did I, you know, if you were sick, it's very common if you're sick to have your cycle, to, to have that be seen. So um, I know a lot of people, if you had COVID, like for me, this was my first cycle. I just had it um, after I had COVID in January. And I did have some intense cramps that first day. And I find that can be common too, because my body had more inflammation going on during, you know, the month of January during that cycle. So it kind of comes through in that next cycle. So just kind of noticing the ties between, you know, your previous month and what's showing up because that bleeding phase really is, um, you know, so much wisdom that's going on there. So then that follicular phase, that's the next phase after you're done bleeding and your energy usually is starting to rise. You might feel, um, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm more creative. I'm a little more playful. So that's kind of that energy. And that can be anywhere from, you know, days seven to 10. And then ovulation comes into play. And that's usually for three to five days. And that again is the peak of your hormones. You know, both your estrogen and progesterone are usually the highest and you feel really good. And then it slowly starts to wane and that comes into that luteal phase. Now you do have a second spike of estrogen during that luteal phase. Cause for myself, I usually feel pretty good almost up until day 25 of my cycle. And then I really feel that estrogen drop off. So you probably, if you start to tune into that, you'll feel when that estrogen really starts to go off for yourself as well. Um, just because that second wave does help. And that kind of pushes you through, um, a good chunk of that phase. Cause that is a 10 to 14 day phase. That's a good chunk of your cycle. So, and each of those, they have their own magic. All of the phases have different little things um, about them, but today we're going to really hone in on that, the bleeding phase. So I'd love for you to remember your first period. I'll share my story. Cause I think these are so, um, so fun to hear just because a lot of the people, and I'm 37, um, you know, our generation, we might've had some interesting experiences, you know, when we told our parents about this. So when I was in sixth grade, you know, I would think it was in the summertime, my mom was outside hanging up laundry. And I remember, um, having to get up the courage to go outside and tell her like, oh, mom, I think I started my period. And then her first question was, how do you know? And I'm like, well, there was blood in the toilet. And she was like, okay, I'll just give you a few things. You know, when I'm done here with the laundry, and that was kind of the big, the big talk. So I was like, okay. So I went back up to my room and then when my mom was done, she came up to um, her room and got out some tampons and some pads and a couple books and handed them to me. And um, that was about it. She goes, there's instructions in the boxes. So how to use these things. And then if you have any questions about the book, just come and ask. And I was like, all right. And I mean, that was, that was it. Like, of course I didn't ask. I was a sixth grader, you know, middle school girl, you're not really you're like, I don't want to ask my mom if, even if you did have questions. So for me, tampons were something that I just never enjoyed. They always felt um, painful. And I'm sure like a lot of it was, I don't know how to use it properly. I'm like reading the box and then um, B I'm like, oh, I've now come to find out. I'm like, I have a chronically tight pelvic floor and tampons do actually not feel great. So for myself, you know, now I'm, I really love the, the period underwear. And I did a podcast about that. If you want to know more information about menstrual cups, first period underwear, Um, but those would be something nowadays parents might hand is here. We have even more options, which is wonderful. And so I think a lot of the times when we look at that, um, and we reflect, I've talked to my mom since about it. And I was like, yeah, this, do you remember this? And of course she was like, no, not really. But that's the way my mom told me, you know, it was very just matter of fact, here's what you use. And my, my grandma, ironically, my mom's mom was a nurse, you know, so she knew 
all of the things, but didn't really teach my mom. You know, it was mostly like, here's what you use get on with your day. And I think that was just the generation that people were brought up in. There's more embarrassment and shame around our periods. And so um, that's why I really love having these conversations on the podcast and just opening it up. So future generations don't feel that shame. Um, and I know I want to say the stats that I read um, Candace Cameron Bure, her daughter did some campaign. I think it was with one of the, the tampon companies And they had said like 65% of women still feel shame talking about their periods. And so that's something that I do want to um, bring awareness to and just make it more open. So we don't have to keep shoving tampons up our sleeves or pads up our sleeves or in our pockets and hiding them or burying them in our carts because we're embarrassed to buy them. Um, I would like it to be a little bit more. Yeah, this is normal. Like a lot of us experience this every single month. So let's talk now about those three mistakes, you know, that I kind of teased out. So first rest is best. So Ayurvedically speaking, you know, resting now versus a hardcore workout, um, such as a hit or sprinting that intensity, your body's already doing a ton during the bleeding phase that it doesn't need that extra pressure of the, um, intense workouts. Now some of, I'm reading this great book called hormone intelligence, um, by Aviva Ram, I want to say is her name. And she's got some Western approach because I'm very East meets West when it comes to my practice in general. Um, and so they, she does suggest if you do have some cramps, you know, some restorative yoga can really help going for walks in nature. And that also is recommended in Ayurveda, you know, just the nice, slow things, not again, that heavy, hardcore workouts. And then often what happens if you don't rest, you'll feel it all cycle long. You might have lower energy. Um, It's the Vata time of your cycle. And so I've always find if I don't rest, my Vata is elevated all month long, you know, because that wind element is going on. You know, we have that down and out, the Panavayu down and out. And if we're not honoring that, um, you know, I do feel that frantic energy, that rush mentality, a little scattered. Um, all month, you know, not just during that, during that phase, but all month long, it kind of continues and hangs there. So that's one of the reasons that I say rest is best. Now, another tip, avoiding cold food and fluids, you know, why it actually constricts the blood flow, which we want flowing again, down and out, you know, and I'm sure we've had that experience. What do you crave when you're bleeding? A lot of the times a warm cup of tea, something really warm, um, you know, it's nourishing. And it helps if you do have some mild cramping, you know, that warmth, that's, there's a reason people put the hot water pack on their bellies. That warmth really helps with the blood flow. And if you have something cold, you can kind of feel it in your body. Like things do constrict and, um, you know, cramping might intensify. That's the same with caffeine and alcohol as well. During the the bleeding phase, you know, that constricts the blood flow. Um, Like I used to say, when I would go out, you know, way, way back in my days in the 20, in my twenties, if I was on my period, I, if I drank, like I would just stop bleeding. Um, and that there's a reason why, cause it's constricting my blood flow. Like it would just stop that night. And my friends were always like, oh, that's so magical. Now looking back, I'm like, no, that's actually not healthy. Like it's, it's literally stopping my blood flow. It's not letting everything go down and out, which it should be doing. Um, and so obviously back in my twenties, I did have longer periods and more painful periods cause I was constricting it, you know, at least usually monthly. Um, so that's something to kind of be considerate about as well. So other foods to have instead, you know, warm cooked foods, 
iron rich foods to kind of replace some of the blood that you're losing. So lentils are great sources, red meats. If that's something that you eat, sweet potatoes, dark leafy greens, um, the moon bakery cookbook is one that I have been really loving. Um, and it's got cycle recipes for every phase of your cycle. And I have made my, I, this was the first month I've tried the menstrual phase ones and they have been hits. They're probably some of my favorite ones. And my husband even really loved them. Um, all of just the yummy options that they have in there. So that is, um, how you want to eat with your cycle. And then finally, one mistake that I see often made is watching what we consume. We tend to overconsume. This is a super sensitive time in our cycle. And often what happens is we start to feel that kind of like doom when we're scrolling and we start to feel bad about ourselves and we just want to burn down. If you have a business, I always, you know, I always have friends who are like, I just want to burn everything down. Um, and they get jealous. We get jealous of other people and they're like, oh, look at their life. It looks so amazing. And I'm just sitting here and oh, feeling bad for ourselves. So if you start to feel those, just take a few days off, you know, take the phone, put it away, stop scrolling, you know, do whatever you have to for your mental health. Um, so you're not sitting there and having those self-doubts just creep in and you just keep feeding it. And then you just feel like a failure and you don't know why. <laughs> So that's, that's one. And I've, I've felt that in the past many times. And so now I really do try to honor like, Oh, I'm starting to feel that. Let me just put the phone away. I need to stop doing my, my scrolling. Cause it's not making me feel good. So what can we do instead? Grab your journal, write how you feel. Like if you start to feel those feelings, write it out, feel those feelings, work through it. Maybe you want to draw a bath and a juicy book. Ooh, that's my favorite. I mean, this past week I've literally, I've had a bath almost every, uh, mid afternoon or evening. I just, I've been loving a bath. Um, it's been so cold here in Minnesota. So a bath is just really juicy. Um, pulling a few Oracle cards to tune into your intuition. So this is a great time. If you're like, Ooh, I want to draw that connection to my intuition. Doing the Oracle cards is a great way to start tuning in doing nothing, you know, pouring a cup of tea and just staring out a window that is hard for the pittas, um, and myself and vatas too, just to kind of sit still and just chill. Like we don't have an agenda. Maybe you have a puzzle out, you have some music and you just kind of chill. Um, and that could be look different for everyone. Yoga Nidra is also another great option to kind of open up the intuition and just be supported. Um, and then my last one is just wandering in the woods. This is something that I personally love to do. So again, that the woods, mother nature, she's so grounding and nourishing and feels supportive. Even in the winter, you know, in the winter months, I love to do my cross country skiing out there because it's so quiet. It's so peaceful. It's a different energy. Things are sleeping. And so that's a great time to kind of get out there and just feel the difference. You, you will feel the energy if you're out in nature and you, maybe you have your favorite trail that you go on. And if you tune in every season, um, this is one of my favorites of just going on that trail. Why I like to go out there, even in the winter is I'm like, Oh, it's just so peaceful. Things are sleeping, but things are still like, you can feel the spring energy bubbling underneath the surface. You know, animals are still out and about. Like I saw some deer the last time I went out there, trumpeter swans that only come out in the winter there. Um, bald Eagle was flying overhead. I mean, all of these things are just so beautiful just to see in that peaceful here in Minnesota, we have the white snow as my backdrop. So really noticing how can you slow down and embrace the quiet moments of the day? So that is my, um, those are my kind of tips of what 
to um, just pay attention to. So these are kind of, you know, again, I called them mistakes, but um, you know, they're just ideas on what to do to kind of have a better menstrual cycle. So making sure, you know, again, you rest, looking and avoiding the cold fluids and foods, and then making sure you're consuming things that are making you feel good and not, you know, bringing you down. So if you're stoked about all of these menstrual things, I have a free five-day training called flow with your cycle. And this is going to be for you if you want to go even deeper on the menstrual phases. So it's coming up. It's going to be February 14th through the 18th, and it's geared to help you reduce period pain. And it's going to be a crash course on your monthly cycle. So it's going to be a little bit more about how your body works, what hormones are going on and what practices are best for each of those phases to help you feel alive all month long. So we're, you're going to get emails every day with some kind of um, fun workbooks that you can kind of read through. You're going to have two live coaching calls with me. So I'm going to do one on Monday to kick off. And it's going to be just kind of introducing the practices um, that I want you to practice during the week and how to best go about this five-day training. And then the day five, we're going to do kind of that closing call. And I'm going to introduce a little bit more with Ayurveda and how you can implement um, the doshas into your cycle, you know, as you continue the program. So again, it's a free program flow with your cycle. It's the first time I've ever doing um, a group coaching free program like this. I'm super stoked about it. And I already have people from my email list. Um, I sent it out to them last week and I already have um, a lot of people in there already. And I'm going to have a Facebook group as well. Cause I'm going to do some mini um, lessons in there. So it's going to be like a really juicy, nourishing, um, you know, program all about flowing with your cycle. So if that, is, if that's something that you're into, um, you know, definitely check that out. It's at my website, right on my homepage at just andreaclawson.com. And then if you scroll down, it's right up there to sign up. Um, and again, we'll be starting the 14th. If you're hearing this and it's, you know, maybe in the middle of the week that week, go ahead and sign up. You know, you'll still get all of the, the back dates, you know, from the cycle phases that you missed, and you're still going to get wisdom from this program. So definitely just join whenever you hear this. Um, if you're hearing this after the fact, after it's over, I'll probably um, be doing this again, but probably not until next year. So this is going to be my first time and probably only time this year that I'm going to do this free, this free five-day coaching. All right. So thank you again for, um, chilling with me. I do have some interviews coming up. I think I'm going to release one on Thursday because I do, I have a lot of interviews. I, I like to keep them timely. And so I'm going to release an extra one here this week. And then, um, we'll kind of go back to our regular scheduled, you know, interview solo show program. Um, just so I make sure that everything stays timely. Cause I'm all about not doing stuff like six months in advance, try to keep it, try to keep it relevant. All right. Well, thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.